Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Make no mistake, if you're an author, you're an entrepreneur. You're selling the world on your book, aren't you? Of course, it's not as easy as launching a business and then tossing any old book up on Amazon. That's why I help entrepreneurs publish books on the specific topic and in the specific way that will launch or grow their businesses. Welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with your professor, Anna David. Hello there and welcome to Entrepreneur Publishing Academy. I'm Anna David and every week I talk to best-selling authors and the world's leading entrepreneurs about how to uh, launch a book that will build your business, get you more clients, launch your speaking career, all the things. And today, oh, brought to you by Book Elevator Pitch. You want to know what that is? It's you got you, and you can find out. That's like their super cool thing. You just go to bookelevatorpitch.com, and my book elevator pitch template can be yours. Today, I'm doing something I have never done before. <clears throat> it actually was an experiment that I think turned out really, really well. It's a round table. It is an interview with four different clients I have published, my company has published, on their first book launch, which I know that many of you listening um, have not launched a book yet. So it is such an awesome opportunity to hear uh, what four people, how disparate their experiences are, the advice they would give people on their first launch, and it's just kind of kind of amazing. If you want the show notes, which contains links to all of their books, which you should grab, just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com slash roundtable. The lovely people that I have today are Tamar Hermes, uh, author of The Millionaire's Mentality, Chris Joseph, the author of um, Life is a Ride, Barbara Legere, the author of Kevin's Choice, and Lauren Schwartzfeld, the author of Unbox. What I love about this is at the time that I did it, I hadn't conceived of this idea of um, putting together an anthology called My First Launch, which I think is such a great idea, different contributions from authors on their first launch, their experiences with it. If God, if you're interested in that, definitely just reach out to me directly, just Anna at LegacyLaunchPadPub.com, because that is, that I'm tinkering with that in the, in the old head and on the to-do list and to think about lists, and I think it's such a great idea. But forget that, for, don't forget that, remember that. But at the same time, with that brilliant brain of yours, also get ready to hear Tamara Hermes, Barbara Legere, Lauren Schwartzfeld, and Chris Joseph talking about their first launch. Okay, well, here we're going with uh, the very first and potentially last roundtable podcast interview here. Uh, I'm so excited to interview you four. And 
you know, listeners, I'm sure I told you this in the intro, but this is a bit of an experiment. I've never done this before. Um, I've already told you in the intro about this fabulous group I'm working with, and we're just going to kind of all do like a group interview. I'm going to, everyone's going to be chiming in at different points. Um, we just lost one. I'm sure that was an accident and she will be right back. Um, and so I didn't tell any of them until just now, really, that the focus is going to be on book launches. And what's interesting is we've got two people in this, um, in this group that have launched their books and two people who are going to launch their books. So it's kind of an amazing perspective. You can hear what worked, uh, from somebody who launched a book over a year ago, uh, what worked according to somebody who just launched a book last week, if she does come back and then what these, uh, two other lovely guests are planning. So let's start with you, Chris. What would you say? Well, first of all, what was the most surprising aspect of publishing a book? Oh, to me, it's still, I mean, my book was published in September of 2020. And to me, even now, a year and a half later, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And I didn't know that when, when I was thinking about even writing it or publishing it, that it would continue to be a gift even a year and a half later. So that's probably the most surprising thing. How is it a gift? You know, I, I've never been an athlete, a professional athlete or anything like that, but when you win a championship, no one can ever take that away. When you write a book and publish a book, no one can ever take that away. I think it's a huge accomplishment. Oh, I love that. That's music to my ears. Listeners know I didn't pay him to say that at all. So, um, what was the most effective thing you did for your launch? So I'm going to speak in two levels, macro and micro. On the macro level, what I learned is that marketing your book is just as much work and it needs to be just as much work as it was writing the book. You can't just write the book and put it out into the universe and think that everyone's going to love what you wrote and think, oh, this is great. I mean, you know, there's a tiny chance that could happen, but I knew it wasn't going to happen with me. I had to hustle and I'm still hustling a year and a half later. Um, so I think the two biggest things that I did were the advanced review team, which I learned from you um, and getting 30 or 40, 50 people. I can't remember the exact number now to read the book in advance and post their review on Amazon. So their review would be, up on Amazon the day my book was launched and that was and writing really nice reviews. That was really great. That really helped propel the book to some number one lists. It, it brought awareness level. I could tell people, Hey, yeah, it's a number one book. So I would say that was the first thing. And the second thing was pitching myself to podcasts. I, I knew that, that I had a good story about my cancer journey. Um, but people didn't know I had a good story. So I would call people. I would email people. And to me, and I'll end this right now, it was just about hustle, a lot of hustle. And I should mention um, that Chris has already been on this show before. So if you haven't listened to his episode before, you better go back. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, Lauren, we're going to give you a break since you disappeared. Uh, but normally I would go to you next because we were talking about um, how basically you guys have had books out. These other two haven't. Um, so I'm going to give you a minute to think about what was the most, what's the most surprising thing about launching a book? Um, actually, I'm just going to jump in. 
you tell me what was the most surprising thing? Okay. Um, surprising, like having your internet go out the second you're about to answer a podcast question. Um, it was surprising how many people, I mean, I think it's surprising how many people actually are really nice and decent and sweet and supportive. I think, I think we see a lot of nonsense on the internet of people being jerks. And I was really surprised by how, um, how incredibly supportive so many people are the offers that I got to um, like, I was featured as a local businesswoman on my friend's Instagram page. Um, I blog for a local, um, for a local parenting blog and they were really supportive and offered to have, you know, me be a feature on that site. Um, people that I'm friends with on Facebook and Instagram who I don't necessarily know super, super well in real life have been so supportive and offering to like make introductions and do Instagram lives and things like that. And so the support from people that I wasn't necessarily expecting, um, I think was really encouraging. Yeah, I will say, and I don't mean to be Nancy negative. Uh, it, after your first book, it goes down. <laughs> people are so excited on your first book. And on the second, they're like, that's cool. But yeah, well, I also they're like, whatever. I also kept it under wraps a little bit. So when it came out, it was sort of a, you know, there was like an element of surprise. Yeah. And that is also what I recommend. You know, people make a big deal about, well, can I post my cover? And it's like, yeah, but people really won't care until it's out. I actually loved the way you launched it because you listened to me and you didn't, you didn't, you just like basically were like, I've got something coming. And then on launch day, you said you sent out a newsletter and you were like, here's my thing. And I thought that was like very, very well done. Um, so what would you say? I know it was only, it was less than a week ago, but is, could you say what the, uh, the best thing, the most successful launch strategy you employed too soon to tell? In terms of successful as like long-term results, probably too soon to set, to tell. But I think, um, there were two things that I did. One was putting together kind of like gathering people yeah. pre-launch, um, and so I did that two different ways. I had an advanced reader team who who read the book in advance, which from an emotional standpoint was really helpful for me because it it felt very vulnerable to just sort of be putting this book out there. So to know that there were a bunch of people who had already read it and who weren't, you know, horrified and like made it easier to envision launch day. Um and then because my book will also be sort of tied in with the coaching program that I run, I did this like pre, pre-book launch coaching experience with a small group of people. And so that was also really helpful in sort of crafting both the coaching program and also the key pieces of the book because it gave really good feedback in terms of people who were reading the book for the purpose of like making changes and and using it as a stepping point. And so it gave really, really great feedback to kind of know how to tailor um, the launch and what people wanted to hear from it. Yeah, I should mention the book is called uh, Unbox, Learning to, to Stop Doing the Things I Hate. Did I screw up the subtitle? 
um, essays say, I'm learning to trust myself to stop doing the things I hate. And uh, Chris Joseph's book is called Life is a Ride, An Unconventional Journey Through Cancer Recover. You're muted, but I think that was right. My, uh, my unconventional journey of cancer recovery. So fabulous. So we're going to go in order. We're going in like chronological order, which means Barbara, uh, you are next. What would you say? Well, what are you most scared of in terms of launching the book? Um, negative reviews, <laughs> but You're not going to, yeah, I think I'm, I'm not as scared as I was at first. I was, I was afraid people would judge me for some of the things I said in the book. And I was concerned about that, but then I realized, you know what? I don't care. I really don't. The worst thing that could possibly happen to me has already happened. Nothing, right. You know, anything else that happens from this point forward is really pretty minute. So. Yeah. And that is what the book is about. It will be out by the time you guys hear this. And it's called Kevin's Choice. A mother's journey through her son's mental health or mental illness, addiction, and suicide. Um, what, and it always feels crass for me to transition from saying that to like, let's talk about marketing, but at least listener, she's smiling. Um, let's quickly talk about your blurb experience. So you had the dream blurber. You were like, I'll never get him. There's no way. And what happened? He said, yes. And now I have his blurb on the front cover of my book. I just decided, you know what? I'm going to ask. The worst thing that could happen is he won't do it. And he did. He said, yes, he was so gracious and kind and blew my mind. I'm so grateful. So what was the process? So it's David Chef who wrote this book, famous book called Beautiful Boy. You just, you found his email address and you wrote him? Um, I follow him on Twitter and I, we kind of chatted back and forth a couple of times over the course of me writing the book. So I wasn't a complete unknown to him. I was somebody that he had talked to, I mean, not talked, but chat online with. And so I just said, my book is done now. Um, and I just asked him if he'd like to read the manuscript. I didn't even ask him for a blurb. I think he just assumed that's why I was asking him. I just said, would you like to read the manuscript? And next thing I knew, he had read it and sent me a beautiful blurb for the cover. Quickly, because I remember you telling me that and then and then the blurb arrived. So he clearly read the book quickly. And he said, I have to read it first or whatever, which I think yes. is. He People said he wanted it. to read it, you yeah. know. And then, and then I will say, like, and I like, I, I think it's cool to talk talk about this. Like, this uh, another person who blurbed it had suggestions, which is something that, in general, as the publisher, I'm just like, oh my god, please. But I thought his suggestions were good. So we actually yeah. went back, even though the book was done and made changes as a result of the blurber suggestions. Um, yeah. And you were grateful for that. You thought those yeah. suggestions were good. Very so. grateful. Very yeah. grateful. Because he's someone I really respect. And so I wanted to take his professional opinion. My dogs are making noise. Going crazy in the background. <laughs> Anna here. Now, are you an entrepreneur who wants to write and publish a book about your own failures turned successes? 
Well, good news, that's what my company, Legacy Launchpad, does. Find out more at LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. That's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. Now, should you do a book, you ask? I think so. Why? Because you're worth it. Now back to the show. (laughs) Okay, so we'll move on to Tamar. Um, So Tamar, what are you most excited about when it comes to your release? Well, I can't get past the dogs. So anyone that's watching live is going to be enjoying this party of of, uh, pups in the back. What am I most excited about? I am most excited that I wrote the book because a lot of people or we, or it is known that what 95% of people, how many, how many percent? 81% according okay, to me. 81% want to write books and how many percent actually do it? So three. Okay. So yeah. hooray for us, right? I mean, yeah. we did it even, you know, and for me, it was, uh, it was, uh, can I do something hard? Can I do something this, that is in my, in my heart that I really want to share. And so I already, I'm going to look at, let's look at uh, Ben Hardy and Dan Sullivan's book, The Gap and the Gain. I'm going to live in the gain on this one and say, I wrote the book. So that's what I'm most proud of. So I've already won. Like it. Now, do you guys, anybody want to chime in, especially those of you with all your experience, what what our newbies are going, uh, advice from the old timers uh, to those uh, coming up on their launches? Well, you want other people, other people to chime in on that? Yeah, I want, I'm going to have Chris chime in on you, on you and Barbara. I I think for Barbara, I know, Barbara, you said you're worried about whether people will give negative reviews. And what I've learned about memoir, I purposely stayed away from, I, I told my story. I didn't use my book to tell other people what they should do. And I'm guessing yours is the same way. It's your story. It's your very powerful story. No one's going to argue with your very powerful story. They may not like it. They may not be for them. Maybe they're too afraid, but no one's going to give you a bad review. No one's going to give you a bad review. Um, And I say this as someone who's gotten lots of bad reviews over time. They're not going to, I just think, I just don't think they will. Um, so um, anybody want to chime in? I had one more question for Tamar right now, unless anybody wanted to chime in. Um, Tamar, I have some inside information that what, what, and I hope it's cool that I bring this up because everybody goes through it. This idea of tinkering with the manuscript under this delusion that if we change the word the to and on a certain, on page 76, it's going to make all the difference between success and failure. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. I have had a lot of challenges with realizing that the book is going out into the world and, and that people are going to look at it. Hopefully more people than I imagine, which means more eyeballs on me. And it does make me feel a little bit self-conscious in terms of my content and the way that it's written and wanting to make sure that it's as good as it can be. So I have had this issue with feeling like it's just never done. And there is a point where you have to, it's like, you have to put it away and, um, and move it on to the next phase. 
And we should mention Tamar's book is called The Millionaire's Mentality subtitle. A professional woman's guide to building wealth through real estate. I will mention as the publisher of all of these books and the fact that I can't say one subtitle, I don't remember the subtitles for any of my books either. So that is, that is just being 51. I don't know. I've never been good at that. Um, so Barbara, Lauren, Chris, do you relate to what Tamar's talking about? Can I jump in? Yeah. Um, I, I totally can relate. Um, I, but I, I kept my eye on the goal of releasing the book and I kept remembering also that perfect is the enemy of good and my book is never going to be perfect. It was never going to be perfect. So I'm sure your book is great, but that doesn't mean it's perfect. Lauren, Barbara. So I went through this process of, of sort of recognizing and, and I, because I think I've been on a lot of advanced reader teams for books that you've released, I also know that no matter how many people look at a book, there's always going to be typos. There's going to be things that are like, you know, the words are flipped. Um, a couple of months ago, sort of as I was processing this, I wrote like a blog post about like stop checking people's grammar and just listen to what they're actually saying. And that was my like internal processing of this idea that yes, I am going to put this thing out into the world and it might not be as perfectly grammatically correct as my high school English teacher would want. And it might not, you know, things might not be exactly as they should be, but it's going to be exactly as I intend the words to be heard. And that just has to be enough. Yeah. And there, so the thing about typos is, you know, it's even if it goes through four or five edits, you know, the human eyes do a thing where we fill in words. And I think that's the biggest problem, which is why we now do a thing at Launchpad where we have the final editor listen to it out loud, because that's how you can find those things. But I will say, and listener, oh my God, please take this. I don't, none of you guys did this. What happens is when we say, give it to your advanced reader team and have them be on the lookout for typos, uh, sometimes people's uh, husbands, best friends, cousins, well, their inner writer will come out and they're part of that, uh, you know, whatever, 67%, I can't do math, that uh, that isn't writing the book but wants to. And suddenly they've got all these ideas and all this feedback and all the things that you did wrong and your publisher did wrong. And that is the bane of my existence. So I do think uh, when giving it to people, being very clear about if you see typos, let me know. But please don't tell me if you think like, you know, that chapter three should be chapter seven. It's just it, irrelevant. Um, yeah. Does anyone want to say anything? I had one of my people on my advanced review team do exactly that. He, he chimed in with saying, why are you starting the book with you getting diagnosed with cancer? You should save that. In, in his oh, yeah. book, if that's his story, he can. Right. I ignored it. I ignored yeah. it. I would add, I just was going to add not to change the subject about, about this, but also because you had asked about uh, what we're doing for launches. Yeah, and please. so I did want to say that it has been challenging in terms of, like Chris said, when you, when you start the book, 
there's a whole component of once the book is done of the marketing piece. And I repel the marketing. I just feel like I don't want to get stuck in the nuances. And one of the things that you and I have discussed even is just making sure your back end is ready. So for me, my, my book is a bit of a business card. It shows the skills that I have and will likely lead to some clients. And so I need to make sure that all my funnels are done and my website looks right. And that has been something, you know, you don't want to put the book out into the world and then someone goes to look you up and then you just don't have anything to offer or it's not organized or it's not clear what you're offering. So I think that that's a really important piece. And it has been challenging that those kind of details are not my favorite. Even hiring them out has been a challenge. So uh, it's just that, I guess, with everything that we want to do, there's always components that are more challenging that we have to shove ourselves through to get to the other side. Yeah, and it's like what what we're doing, are, are we decided on that quiz? You're going to have the book lead mm-hmm. to a quiz. So anybody mm-hmm. listening, what is the quiz? It's, uh, it's a personality quiz that will enable you to determine what sort of real estate investing is best for you. And you can actually get it on bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y, take the personality quiz. Mm, I see. And so a lot of times what we'll do with books, I, Chris and Lauren, we did, I think this for both of you, we put the QR code. I know we just did it for Lauren. Chris, did we, we did that with you where we put a QR code and it leads to something? No. I don't think we did. I don't think we did. I don't think then that we were doing that actively. Uh, but, but you know, we'll do that and we'll put a QR code. And sometimes if you put it at the beginning of your book, even people who are browsing through and not going to buy your book will do it. And I did do a podcast episode about this, but um, Pat Flynn did that. He had a QR code at the end of every single chapter and it led to a free course. And the course was obviously totally related to the book. And uh, from that free course, he sold a paid course and apparently he made $300,000 just from that audience. So there are definitely ways to do that. But you all, you know, some people are using the book to funnel people onto a newsletter list. Some people are have a newsletter list and they're using that to get readers. It's, it's all, it's all part of the same soup. And, um, you know, and my constant messages and Chris really, you know, is a testament to that is like, it doesn't end launch week. It just, it's there forever. So, um, okay. We have to get close to wrapping up. How fun has this round table been just fun for me? I don't know. I think the listeners are having fun. Um, so uh, we're going to go around and say your best advice for somebody who is either planning to launch a book or thinking about writing a book or writing a book. You go first, Chris. Start writing, just start writing and keep writing. And even if it's lousy at first, keep writing every day. Yeah, that's that's the best advice I can give. And Chris, you wrote your book in um, was it three months? Three months started in March of 2020 and finished the first draft in June 2020. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was crazy. And the truth of the matter is that when you told me it was done, I was like, hey, dear God, what is this thing going to be? And it was so good. I was shocked. I was shocked. You. you wrote it so fast and it was your first book. Okay, Lauren, what is your one bit of advice? I think for, for launch week, like you just have to say the things. You just have to talk. You have to 
put yourself out there. It's the thing that I needed the most sort of like pep talks around because it's the thing that is least comfortable for me. The writing part I is the part where I, I like to sit in front of my laptop and do the writing part. Um, the part where I'm actually putting myself out there and, and talking about it and, and promoting it. I don't even know if the word is actually promoting it, but sharing it um, feels very awkward to me. And so figuring out a way to do that in a way that feels good or more comfortable is really important in that launch week. Did it get easier? Is it getting it easier? Yeah, it did get easier. I, you know, I mean, I think I'm sort of an awkward person in general. So when I say things, I try to not make myself less awkward than I naturally am. Um, but it did, it definitely, I feel like I tailored the way I did things to who I am. Um, you know, I think we all know people who have had really, really successful book launches. And if I were to try to emulate the way they did them based on having very different personalities, it would, it wouldn't read properly. Like I just wrote a book about how to be your own person and like not do the things other people expect of you. So to then have a launch where I'm, I'm doing it as if someone else had done it felt like it would have been inauthentic. That's great advice. Yeah. Marie Forleo did a Beyonce like concert. It would have been crazy if you did. That would have been strange. That would, that would not have translated. (laughs) Um, okay, Barbara, I know you haven't gotten there yet, but what's your, well, what's your advice for anyone writing or launching a book? Um, first of all, I want to apologize for my dogs, but, um, I would say for me, joining a writing group really, really helped. It had accountability. I show up every day for an hour and I write and the support and encouragement and people that had more experience and had a written other books have given a lot of their um, insight. And I've learned so much just from being part of of that writing group. Um, The other thing is what Chris said. I mean, you just have to sit down and write and not edit yourself as you're going, just let it all come out and know that you're going to go back to the beginning and then you can edit it and tweak it or whatever. But for me, just getting it all written out first was what helped the most. Yep. Great advice. Tamar. I would say, obviously, all the feedback from the other wonderful guests, I agree with. And I will add that taking it step by step and chunking it down really helps in every step of the process. I think it helps with the book it helps with the launch. Even now with this advanced reading, you've got to get people to read your book in advance. You've got to get people on your list. You've got, there's steps to take and it's easy to get overwhelmed and overwhelm leads to paralysis and we don't do anything. So I would say chunk it down. I mean, even if it's, even if you commit to writing one hour a day, then you just write one hour a day. Eventually it'll get done. Or uh, with, with the launch, when I look at all the things that need to be done, I say, okay, what's the biggest priority? Okay, I got to get the funnel done. So then I get the funnel done. And then I move to the next thing. Well, I'm not tinkering around between the and and. <laughs> I do that. 
Um, well, fantastic. You guys, thank you so much for uh, being my round table. It makes me want to like do this all the time. And, um, listeners, please just go grab the show notes. I'll say whatever the link is in the intro, but get these wonderful books, uh, by these wonderful people who have given you advice. I'm sure you can relate to, and, um, that's it. I will see you next week. You know, you'll hear me next week. Thanks for joining me this week on Entrepreneur Publishing Academy with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to entrepreneurpublishing.academy where you can get links to show notes and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and all the other places. Speaking of those places, if you got anything out of this show, I can't tell you how much I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and please Don't forget you can tell an author or entrepreneur friend about the show. Another forget-me-not, my company Legacy Launchpad Publishing is available to help industry leaders and those with stories to share at any stage in their publishing journeys, whether that's writing, editing, or publishing. Just go to LegacyLaunchpadPub.com to find out more. And be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. You know, if you subscribe, you never have to worry about missing one.